Ladies and gentlemen, the mats are back, and this is taking it to the mats. We are here, and today's topic is The Undertaker. From his debut at the 1990 Survivor Series to, I'd say, the mid to late 90s, we're talking all about The Undertaker today, Matt. What do you got to kick it off? Absolutely. So this is a, an interesting topic because I feel like um, Undertaker is like the, the, the Radiohead equivalent of wrestling. Like, I, I know I should like them more and I know a lot of people like respect them and I get it. And I know that I am in the minority that I don't really like Radiohead and I don't really love The Undertaker, but I acknowledge that something's wrong with me that I don't fully get. <laughs> but, you know, I, I think if you take away the, the streak and everything that he became, and I think about like when I really watched it and, you know, um, I was a fan, right? He was an interesting character because I think he was so ahead of his time. He had so much potential and it was almost like, what do we do with him, right? We, we know he's a draw. We know he sells merchandise. We know he gets a pop from the crowd, but like, what's our vision for him? And I, I feel like once you see how he's able to be successful, like I think, um, and I think I've said this to you, like in, in other conversations, like I feel like Mick Foley was such a huge player in getting him over the hump and getting him to yeah. be just like, like a superstar, you know, and, and not this like supernatural, like he could lose to the mankind. He could defeat mankind, you know? Mm -hmm. um, it led to, you know, matches with Shawn Michaels and Hell in the Cell where it was like believable that it could be a competitive match. Mm -hmm. You know, you had the whole thing with Kane, which, which kept that kind of like supernatural and, 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 you know, I think that's cool. I think that's part of what made him popular. But I think, you know, Mankind gave him the ability to just be, be an in-ring performer that maybe yep. before, I think, it, and that's why I want to talk to you about this, because I think if we go through the pay-per-views, I think we can see there were some gaps there. I think maybe there were some missed opportunities. I'm interested to get your thoughts on if we were to kind of rebook his early career, like would, would there have been a way to get him um, to a higher level sooner? So absolutely. Uh, Good. I don't know if you want to kind of kick us off with the timeline. I know yeah. uh, I defer so, to your expertise. <laughs> so in the beginning, um, 1990 Survivor Series, he was on the million dollar team. He was the million dollar man's mystery partner. And in the, um, the Undertaker documentary, I don't know, they actually show like a couple dark matches that he was a part of. And it may have, they may have been before his actual debut, but they, they, they ring announcer. I don't know. If, I don't think it was actually Howard Finkel. It was another like house show ring announcer at the time, but he, he called like when he came out, he called him Kane the Undertaker. Kane the Undertaker, which was, yes. Which was very interesting. I didn't know that before until like maybe a month ago when I saw that. But that was interesting. Yeah. That's very foreshadowing for yeah, what absolutely. happened. But so he came, obviously, you know, you always, uh, the the commentary from Roddy Roddy Piper, the famous commentary, look at the size of that ham hog <laughs> when he came out of the Survivor Series. And uh, obviously Million Dollar Man would be instrumental later in his career also but um yeah like even even that survivor series match like going against uh the the dream team of dusty Rhodes and uh bret hart and them it, i mean bret hart was was that was a huge match for him but yeah. um undertaker being in that match and you know all the all the kids like you know their eyes are like 
what is that coming down the aisle? And like, you know, there was like, you know, like you were saying, it's a big character, but there's star power. And yeah. like right away, there could be star power if, you, if they play it right. But um, he ended up getting counted out in that match, you know, with, with Dusty Rhodes as they battled back to the locker room. So but, definitely like protecting him. Yeah. Now, am I correct? And I think I'm just making this connection. Was Coco Beware the fourth member of that team? Yep. Yeah. He went, well, he was, yeah, against The Undertaker. Yeah. The Undertaker. All right. So you basically have like half a new foundation, half a high energy. Yeah. Minus Owen. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I ever put that together. <laughs> yep. Um, so then the, like, you know, there was just, there was only four pay per views back then. So then you get to the 91 Rumble. And is this the brother love time? He he did well. He did come out with brother love in his debut, so he was. I guess yeah. he was still with brother love. I can't remember when exactly they made the switch to Paul Bear, but I don't think he was a part of the Royal Rumble at all, if I okay. if I remember right. But then you go to WrestleMania Seven. Well, I'm glad that you bring that up. I actually had to look it up because i couldn't remember royal rumble 91 so i'm gonna give you look i'm gonna i'm actually gonna give you trivia you're sure <laughs> so he's in the rumble who eliminated him in the who 91 the, royal who rumble? In the rumble undertaker yeah he was in the rumble yeah oh, and wow. when i read who eliminated him because i was when, when i was kind of thinking about this topic i'm thinking about bringing this up i was like how would they have done it it's very purposeful who eliminated him it, it it built heat for people that were going up for people that were going on an upward trajectory and clearly it protects them i mean Hmm. i can't even picture him in the rumble so i don't think i could tell you neither could i lod animal and hawk i was gonna guess that i was gonna guess tag team but that wow they were so remember that they were in the rumble wow yeah yeah, because I, 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 that was the one gap that I had myself is how did they work that pay per view? Yeah. Um, hmm. So, and then obviously WrestleMania 7. Yeah, he faces Jimmy Superfly Snooker. Um, I don't know if there was too much. WrestleMania 7 to me was like, like today, WrestleMania is so long, and this past year it had to be two days because <laughs> they want everyone to be a part of it. And so, yeah. like, you know, usually they'll, they'll have like a big, the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal for anyone who's not really a part of WrestleMania, they just throw them into that. Nice. But they want everyone and anyone to be a part of WrestleMania. And that WrestleMania, WrestleMania 7, was always the one I remember where it seemed like everyone was a part of it. There were so many matches to the effect of when LOD and Power and Glory had like a two-minute yeah. match. <laughs> and that could have been like an awesome match. But they had, yeah. they seemed like they rushed some of those matches, you know, to, to get it over with. But um, so I don't remember any buildup, you know, for a bunch of those matches. There was a blindfold match with Jake and Martell. Oh, and I was like, oh, I got a Steve. Yeah. <laughs> but the matches that kind of went quick or, but Undertaker match was a good match against Snooker. It was a good match. I don't remember any buildup for it, but it was a good debut um, WrestleMania match for The Undertaker. And I'm pretty sure it was the lead up match to the warrior savage career match. I think you're right. I mean, I think it was definitely later in the card and it was a good match. Like it wasn't just a total squat. It wasn't a total squash. You mm-hmm. know, I think like in retrospect, people are like, Oh, I crushed Snooka or whatever. But like, it, if you watch it, I think it's a good match. And I think, you know, Snooka, while he wasn't like marquee at that point, 
he still is a legend, you know, and I yeah. he absolutely could do a good work with him. Almost, so I think, almost to the effect of, you know, Snooker was winding down his career and The Undertaker dug his grave for him. Yes, yes. <laughs> I remember that match, the big move Undertaker, like, uh, like Snooker went for, well, two big moves. I think he like went for a cross body and like, like missed and he flipped himself over the top rope. And then I think the other one was uh, kind of the same thing, but Undertaker caught him in like a spine buster, but went back with him. And then he went neck first off the rope, if I'm not mistaken, but. And yeah, then, yeah. And so then he took some bumps in that one, for yeah. sure. <laughs> yeah. And that was, yeah, a great, just a great solid match. And I think I liked that for Taker. I liked that he just, you know, could could have a good a good match. And then, and then you go to SummerSlam 91 and he's not on the card. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't know a lot of, um, at that time, I don't know if there was like injuries or anything like that. I don't know the backstories as much as I do like today. But yeah, yeah he was not part of SummerSlam '91. And, and the crazy thing about that and, is, I feel like yeah. him and Warrior are having house shows exactly. all across the country, body bag matches, right? Yeah. Which would never <laughs> happen before. I mean, that would have been an unbelievable match. So, unbelievable. Right, like right off the bat, like we're saying, he debuts. He beats Snuka at, at WrestleMania 7 and then has a feud with one of the top two stars, you know, Hogan, I mean, Hogan and Warrior, one of the top two stars right away, but never a match televised. Like all house shows. Yeah, the body bag matches. Yeah. And they're like, you can see one or two of those on the WWE Network right now. It's, it's in a, you know, small arena with like one camera on or whatnot. But they happened, but I guess they weren't, I mean, you know, there's always talk about how the Warrior wasn't a great worker. So they weren't like the greatest matches, I guess. But, you know, it was still seemed to be like the star power was there, the, the star power of the Warrior, but also the Undertaker. Like, yeah. he was, he should have been and was that guy to, to fight the Hogans and the Warriors back then. And then Absolutely. obviously right after that, he did. <laughs> he he gets a title shot at Hogan at Survivor Series. Yeah. Now, I, I almost feel like if you look at SummerSlam 91 and you say, okay, like, I think we could have on an alternate path, right? I think you could have had Warrior Taker. And then I think you could have just as easily, if you wanted to keep that Slaughter Hogan thing, make it a handicap match, Hogan versus three people. Make up some sort of weird, I mean, kayfabe, make some sort of weird scenario. Yeah. And it's like he has to do this match. There's some kind of contract, or it was part of like the peace agreement. I don't know. Like, yeah, right. Right. Some kind of like make um. They brought Sid in, so make Sid his partner. Instead, yeah. Like, you know, exactly. Of, like, there were ways that they could have done it. Yeah. I mean, then, barring the whole Ultimate Warrior, you know, holding Vince oh, up for yeah. money thing. But yeah, that's right. Yeah, Warrior didn't need to be in that match. He could have. He could have culminated his his, uh, his first run with the Undertaker. Yeah, I mean, seriously, what a what an amazing way to build Taker. Body bag match. Warrior goes on the body bag. He doesn't come back until yeah. WrestleMania 8. I mean, holy cow, you want to talk about building heat. Yeah. Because Survivor Series 90, I thought it at the time, and I was like a kid, and I was thinking now, was it premature to have uh, Taker versus Hogan for the title Survivor Series 90? What do you think? 91. 91, um, yeah. Was it too early to do was it too early to have him take Hogan off for the strap? I mean it might have it might have made more sense if if what we're saying happened happened like if he beat the warrior at SummerSlam 
then and Hogan's retains and like slaughters out of the picture that may be the next match to happen Hogan and Undertaker but for Undertaker to just like come in out of nowhere kind of like from WrestleMania to Survivor Series and have a match with with Hogan right away like I'm pretty sure in in the documentary like I don't think he was ready for it like personally are you but, yeah. but like, and he was like, you don't realize how young these guys are when they start out sometimes, you know, but like he's 55, 56 now. So he was like twenties. Yeah. You don't, yeah. don't, you don't think about he's in only his twenties back then, but yeah. Yeah, to, to put him in that spot that young and well, one, one year anniversary of his debut and against Hogan and then to put him over <laughs> It, not not a uh, clean win, but right. More of a more of a Ric Flair, you know, helping out the whole whole thing win. Yes. I, yeah, I don't. I mean, maybe obviously not because of what happened then Tuesday in Texas, but right. But uh, but it was. <laughs> I mean, they could have went one way or another with it. They, I guess, they decided maybe he wasn't ready. Yeah, it was. In, it's just interesting to think about that. Mm-hmm. um because he, he had it for a matter of days obviously yeah, literally days. um but, but. so you go from survivor series and that again i think again that was it almost seemed like that was more of a spot for flair um you know gets the title vacated and then at the rumble um now what is what is it what does his royal rumble 92 experience look like and the, so and then um tuesday in texas was technically oh. undertaker's first loss like he yes. he was undefeated and then Hogan rolled him up for the for the victory, not not clean because he got the ashes of the urn to the face, <laughs> which was awesome. No one ever opened the urn before, but um. So yeah, in Survivor or, uh, Royal Rumble, he was kind of I don't want to say lackey, but he was the he was Jake the Snake's helper against mm-hmm. the Macho Man because the Macho Man um, had getting had been or he got bit by the snake. And so when Jake and when Jake and Savage were in the rumble together, like Savage made a, when Savage came out, he made a beeline for the ring and Jake like slithered out and the undertaker just went after Savage for Jake, like the entire match. Like he's trying to get to Savage before Savage got to Jake. And then um, like, he would just be choking out Savage in the corner for most of the time. And then Hogan came in when Hogan came in, he eliminated the undertaker. Um, with a clothesline but most of the time he was kind of just jake's lackey yeah so um this is probably great for the audience and i know it's going to be valuable for me rumble to wrestlemania 8 talk to me about that like what um so we see that this face turn and i know a lot of it i believe was based on you know crowd reaction but um what did that look like and then how did that help to kind of build him up or did it build him was it a mistake to do it I'm trying to remember, like, I know the the funeral parlor episode where, and like like you said, from the beginning, maybe not like when he came out at Survivor Series 90 in his debut, but from the beginning, otherwise, like the pop was there. Like he yeah. was always like a scary heel, but the pop was there. Like even when he faced Hogan at Survivor Series, like you heard the gong and, you know, you just know what's coming. They caught, like people say, yeah. People will say the LOD pop is the biggest pop, like, right. but like, you know, every time he just came out, everyone was just like, oh, oh, like, 
you know, yes. they know who it is. They're and they're for one reason or another, they're excited to see them. But um, so I can't remember exactly what happened with the whole Savage and Jake thing, but Undertaker seemingly got like sick of Jake, I guess. And then when he was on the funeral parlor one time, uh, Jake was like kind of telling him off and you know, there's the coffin there and Jake, yes. Jake slammed the coffin lid shut on the Undertaker's hand and yes. Undertaker yes. couldn't get his hand out. That's and right. that's, that was the, the face turn, I guess. That's it. Wow. So that really was it. Yeah. Yeah. That was it. Like there was, I don't remember, I don't remember him like helping Savage like again, like eventually helping Savage against Jake. I kind of remember right. something happening in the back, in the back one time um, where he kind of like protected. Oh, that's right. I remember. So Savage, Savage was in the ring with Miss Elizabeth and Jake was behind the curtain with a steel chair ready oh. to nail <laughs> Savage when he came back. And when it was coming back with Elizabeth. So he was, Jake was going to take out savage and elizabeth with this with the chair and they came they came through the curtain and elizabeth's like ah, like and, and jake's there with the chair and undertaker you see grab the chair away from jake and jake's like what are you doing and that's how that whole thing started and then they went to the funeral parlor and that's where he got his hand locked in the the coffin got it because all right so then so that's kind of cool but yeah. i feel like um if i remember correctly the match at wrestlemania 8 is kind of underwhelming right yeah for a, it's, a, it's a destruction of jake like well tombstone outside is that right am i uh, remember that right yeah tombstone on the floor after yeah. three ddts and three sit-ups <laughs> yeah but like very quick ddts right like i feel like that could have been a better match yeah right? yeah it wasn't it wasn't long it was the it was the second people say the second the second match of wrestlemania is not the the spot that you want to be but that was the seriously match. but yeah <laughs> especially with all the backstory i i, I want now you, know, you hear about jake's you know out of the ring problems and you know yeah. from what he's working we're working with ddp and i think he's in a better spot but i, I don't right. know if that was kind of like all right we, we need to blow this feud off and yeah that know, might have been that may have been jake's last raw in the federation for a long time yeah until what 96 right with the yeah <laughs> ross <laughs> 316 is born yeah. <laughs> um yep. so so all right so then where do we go between jake and then Kamala, yeah, right? at Summer '92, the Whippleman yeah. kind of thing. How do we get there? I can't remember the whole Whippleman thing. I don't. I remember him talking about fighting Kamala at Wembley Stadium and how psyched he was to come out in front of eighty-two thousand on a hearse, yeah, and like you know, just take it all in. But I don't remember how. I remember Whippleman got Kimchi and then, you know, Kimchi yes. got Kamala. And I don't, I don't know exactly how that kind of feud was born, but yeah, from, from WrestleMania to SummerSlam, I don't, I vaguely, I try, I was trying to look at, um, you know, the superstars episodes and stuff like that. And there's not, there's not too much that, that goes on, but I don't remember too much before that match. Okay, so I think he, this is where we can kind of isolate, I think, where we start to see this bigger issue is that mm -hmm. it, it's a monster heel, right? And here's where I think, and I know we're, we're probably going to have a, an 
episode where I know we're going to talk about rebooking SummerSlam 92 because I think just for us, right, that's yeah. a, a, a metal favorite. But I kind of look at that and I think I'd love to see Taker Flair. SummerSlam 92, I mean, Flick Flair's not doing anything. Right. He's in the corner of somewhere, yeah. but we don't know. I mean, you got you're, you're, I mean, I, from a business standpoint, you got to fill an 82,000 seat stadium. I mean, they did it and it was an unbelievable event, but I got to yeah. believe having two stars of that magnitude in the ring um, would be great. It would give Taker a chance to work with a guy like Flair. Mm-hmm. You know, Flair was always great about putting people over. I mean, I feel like he would take the tombstone and in, in the center of the ring and, and step, yeah. step you know, Undertaker on a different trajectory, but you know, it doesn't happen. Yeah. I don't know. What do you, you do you see any other ways that they could have gone? At that at that point, you know, like that was kind of the end of Savage Warrior, which are still the two marquee guys. And then yeah. uh, the, the Intercontinental thing is is totally oh. different. So but yeah. like yeah. I don't know. Yeah, you could you could have built some like from WrestleMania. You could have built something between between Flair and Flair and uh, and Taker because Ta- Flair lost the belt. Right. So unless he, you know, obviously he wanted the belt back, so he wanted to still be in that picture. So he was. That's why him and Perfect were in involved in that scenario. But I think. That, like you said, from there, from 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 that from that point, stretching for a long time, you see that they just see the Undertaker as more of a character than a marquee star. Yeah, absolutely. And even, you know, I'm glad they didn't do it in hindsight, but they almost like even outside of Kamala, they could have leaned heavily into Papa Shango, you know, after he comes out, yeah. this mysterious figure, um, you know that doesn't really happen. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously, you know, justice is, is out after WrestleMania eight, but there, there's an option. Like I, yeah. I mean, know that they are going to work later on, mm-hmm. but um, I think that starts like a, a decline because you go from SummerSlam 92 against Kamala survivor series. You do it again. Yeah. <laughs> and it can't get matched, but right. The first that. I mean, you remember building, I remember the, yeah. the, you know, the get up building the coffin, but yep. to With your point, the the think a cartoon. Yeah. Yeah, you know, Paul Bears. So I know I'm the minority here, and that I think that 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 was like, I feel like that Survivor Series was kind of. I mean, we'll we'll have a Survivor Series show sometime, but that oh, Survivor yeah. Series was just like an unfortunate mishap in a lot of ways. Like, you know, it's still like on the WWE WWE Network. You still pull up that Survivor Series, and it still shows it shows that it was supposed to be. Uh, Warrior and Savage no against, against uh, who was it, Razor and Flair, I think it was. Flair. Yeah. Obviously, Mr. Perfect substituted for Warrior and something else. I think um, LOD was supposed to be in that, but they were gone too, or something like that. There was, a, it, there was just a lot of like substitutions in that. Well, yeah, because it was going to be, um, it was going to be Mountie and the Bulldog for the Intercontinental title. And then I remember because it was an, an old issue of WDF magazine. And then it was literally Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels in just a match. There was not any gold on the line. Um, and then obviously we know it becomes, you know, champion versus champion. Right. So huge period of transition. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I, th- I think it was just all of a sudden these guys were leaving the WWF. And so like yeah. they had, the, they had like, a steroid trial going on at that time. Yeah. 
they had to refinagle a lot because like and then like you said in our royal rumble episode that's where we go next royal rumble 93 it was kind of after this transitional survivor series period and royal rumble 93 was not star studded like we said but the undertaker was in it the undertaker the undertaker i'd say was the favorite of many fans and then we all know what happened in in that royal rumble to eliminate the undertaker oh my gosh and it's like it continues this like cycle right mm-hmm. so yeah so he beats kamala now was there someone on the on the card you would have put him up against in survivor series 92 i think we know that that event was a weak event but was there any possibility of someone you know he could have so let's just say right I think as we, as we go through the conversation, right? Like we kind of see like, all right, here's a pivot point. We kind of keep going on the normal trajectory. So if we were to take another pivot point, who was on the roster that he could have had a match with? Uh, I don't even know. I mean, unless again, I, I go back to Flair. You know, Flair is going to leave the company. Mm-hmm. You know, that's another opportunity. It's a singles match. Um, he well, wasn't, I, don't, I don't know. Like Flair wasn't... Um obviously not gone yet he he what he won the title again and then lost it to brett and then pretty yeah. much gone after that after kurt after mr perfect beat him um yeah because of the transition and the guy the people leaving i don't know again you know warriors just he was just like yeah. a, up in the air guy you didn't know where, where he was coming from but again that yeah. match never happened which which always stinks but yeah i don't know what I mean, they did Kamala again to to in a coffin match. Maybe they didn't have what what was oh they had um wasn't nails doing a nightstick match with the boss, the boss man. man. Yeah. 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 That would have been an interesting go. We know how you know nails ends up and right. But that could have been that could have been a, a big heel. But I guess as like we're talking through this, maybe Taker versus Kamala, and it was a showcase for Undertaker, right? To do the promo right. with the casket. It was about just him more so than the match mm-hmm. right yeah because i can't think of any other real it was just, like you said it was it was only a period of a couple of months yeah and yet the whole world of wwf blew up mm-hmm. just blew up mm-hmm. and to, it's so much like when i was kind of reviewing this stuff it's so like less less was more back then and i liked it that way but like you know this today's day and age things happen like daily weekly <laughs> but like it was literally four pay-per-views back then and then you had yeah. superstars and then eventually the next year 1993 you had monday night raw but it was still there were one hour shows once a week that most of the matches i actually forgot that um the monday night raw episodes started with like the best match and then yes. went, to the, went to the jobber matches afterward but, yeah but um you know, most of those matches were just showcasing talent here and there against jobbers. And sometimes The Undertaker would be on there. Sometimes he wouldn't. He may have ended the first Monday Night Raw. Against I was going to say, against. Cemento. Yes. <laughs> Dude, you get that, that finishing, that knee drop, man. I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? But yeah, like, yeah, 19, 1990, the beginning of, end of 92, beginning of 93, seemed like a big transition and that obviously that's when yokozuna came in and yes. won the royal rumble and obviously the undertaker the undertaker and macho man well, i'd say were the the you know the big big ones on the card to possibly be the face to win and yep. undertaker 
starts working with Giant Gonzalez. He gets eliminated by Giant Gonzalez, who's not in the Rumble. Not in the Rumble. Again, another Harvey Whippleman, uh, you know, you beat my Kamala, you're not going to beat Giant Gonzalez. And then they go go from there to WrestleMania 9. In a horrible match. (laughs) Like, that's, and basically the year of 1993 for The Undertaker was a lot of Giant Gonzalez. It was. <laughs> like the whole yeah. thing almost. But yeah, that, I mean, the the whole theatrics with him getting the cloth to the face yep. and, uh, yeah. and then being stretchered out for the first time. And then he, <laughs> and then the gong playing and he, him coming back through, like the theatrics was good, but yes, a horrible match. And like, yeah. like did Vince just bring in Giant Gonzalez? Just for The Undertaker, and then that was it? Like, that was his sole purpose? I think so, because if you remember, right at the end of Gonzalez's run, he goes face. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, for, like, a day. Yeah. He goes face, and I almost feel like that was, like, a courtesy of, like, all right, you're on the way out the door, we'll give you a quick redemption story, and then we'll see. And then he ends up in WCW as Elegante. (laughs) Yes, well, he was, he was, did he do that after? Because he was... He was he came from WCW as Eligante to WC or WWF as John Gonzalez. Did he go back? I want to say he went back. Or, wait, I don't think it's because there was there was Yeti who was all like wrapped up. Yeti, he was pretty yeah. tall, but maybe that was John Gonzalez uh, or Eligante was definitely in WCW before he was prior John Gonzalez. To, okay. Prior to yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. So so then I, yeah he goes we, again goes to SummerSlam. Just, and just like just like the year before, adult, another yeah. match, like two matches with Kamala, two matches with John Gonzalez, and it was a rest in peace match. And Which no, meant one, nothing. no one knew what that meant, but I no. always remember I always remember the announcer, I think it was Howard Fingle, saying, There are no disqualifications, there are no count outs, but there must be a winner. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, okay. What and then he he actually gets the pin, I think, because he does flying clothesline. Yep. Folds his arms, and then they bring in like a wreath to to put in yeah. like a, a black wreath to have rest in peace. <laughs> but yeah, um, just meaningless character feuds. Yeah. For for almost two years. And then around around the time of Gonzalez, because I want to kind of take take a step back, but you also have someone that I actually think is highly underrated and I think had potential. And I know he was in a couple of independent circuits. I think he came back to work with a future legend, obviously, but Mr. Hughes. Yes. I thought that, I I don't know. I I liked the look. Mm. I liked, I thought he was all right in the ring. I mean, he uh, makes it to King of Ring 93. I liked it. I thought that that him and Taker could have had a better match like mm-hmm. yeah i like that i think and then again i don't again you don't know the behind the scenes the contracts right. whatever yeah i mean but i like just seemed that. like for a big guy he seemed like a good worker like some yeah. some of these things i mean he had to be better than kamala right. he had to be better than giant gonzalez but like yeah you know you you see some of these things and sometimes you probably you might be able to point to like oh they you know it's a good like name versus name thing but the work in the ring may not like live up to the hype or whatever but like that yeah that could have been something i don't know if he would have i think he could he probably could have tombstoned him 
Yeah, which would have been kind of the right, the arc of that. And yeah. So when I think about so what would you have done April to August of 93? How do you how do you get take her out of the funk? Right. So let's say, you know, we stay on that path. He wrestles Kamala twice. I think we come kind of can rationalize why they had him wrestle him in Survivor Series. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you got Rumble, right? So you take Giant Gonzalez out of the picture. Yoko could eliminate Taker or something like that, you know. Well, that's Fuji that's the whole thing, and that's what I brought up in the Royal Rumble episode we did was he wanted to work with Yoko, and yeah. and Vince brought in Giant Gonzalez first to work with Taker first. But if if he didn't bring in Giant Gonzalez, then it could have been Yoko like right away yeah. instead of waiting till pretty much the next year or at least that Survivor Series to to start it. It could have been Yoko right yeah. away. Because that was, I mean, you know, they chose to bring in Lex and to work with Yoko for most of that summer and then in the, into the fall. And then finally, Taker gets uh, on Lex's team for Survivor Series yep. because uh, someone... Tatanka. Yes, Tatanka the got hurt. Yep. <laughs> yep. So Tatanka was out and Undertaker was in and that kind of started the Undertaker's thing with Yokozuna. So if I'm going to rebook this, looking at it only through how do we build up Undertaker, I think you go Undertaker, Yoko, WrestleMania 9, make that the feud. And I think you just pause on getting rid of Ric Flair, Flair, Hart, headline WrestleMania, and yeah. Flair goes away. You know, let him put Bret Hart over. Mm-hmm. Because that match wasn't televised, right? The match of Bret Hart yeah. beats Ric Flair. Right. The star of the new generation. <laughs> on primetime wrestling, not televised. Yeah, like, what the heck, right? Yeah. So I think... You could absolutely have done that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that changed. And they brought in, they brought back Hogan, but like for what? But 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 for what? <laughs> <laughs> they brought back the Mega Maniacs. Hogan, you know, won the title quick, lost the title quick, and is gone again. Yeah, King of the Ring. And so I, I forgot about King of the Ring. Undertaker. I don't know if he had a part in King of the Ring or not. I don't think so. I don't remember um that's a great question actually <laughs> but yeah i agree um you don't like the bringing back hogan for a month or two instead of uh and and hogan and john gonzalez if you eliminate them then mm-hmm. your scenario works yeah flair, flair brett and uh taker yoko at wrestlemania 9 I think it's a better card. I think it's a yeah. stronger card for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. Um, but was Taker was Taker. I think Taker was enough over at that point as a, I mean, he, you know, we talked about his character was over, but was he over enough as a wrestler? I think, I think he could have been. Oh, dude. I mean, you go to the house shows, the stuff, the foam urn, you know, the Taker teddy bear, they were selling, you know, <laughs> they were selling. So, and I think too, you could have easily, you know, had Yoko take her again into SummerSlam '93. Mm-hmm. But all right, so let's 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 say that WrestleMania Nine happens with Gonzalez, right? So like we, I, I like that one direction that we could go in, right? Yeah, right. But let's say all right, so Gonzalez is a thing. Mm-hmm. Hogan's a thing. SummerSlam '93. I'd put him against Bam Bam Bigelow. Undertaker. Yeah. Let him have a good match. Yeah. You know, yeah. You know, oh yeah, Bam Bam will give you a much better match. Yeah. 
Yeah, and I think because Bam by that point, Bam Bam and Tatanka, that feud kind of it was a six man tag. Like they already mm-hmm. did their feud, right? So that was kind of carrying on. I think just I don't know why. Why not? Yeah, right. Palace yeah. of Auburn Hills. He's, Let's he's, just he's fought he's fought Kamala and Giant Gonzalez for long enough. Like immobile people. Yeah, <laughs> let, him fight, let him fight a big guy that's mobile and a little showcase for what he can actually do. Yeah, exactly. Like they get to work a big lot or to our point before, like maybe Mr. Hughes get a little bit out of yep. him. I mean, he lost the perfect at King of the Ring, but mm. whatever. Yeah. Um, so I think that's another option. Yeah. So I think there are options. I don't know. You have any other thoughts for, for SummerSlam 93? If we take that rest in peace out. I'm trying to think. Um, I mean, we talk about Razor during that time. He yes. had he had a no-name match at WrestleMania against Bob Backlund. He fought yeah. he fought DiBiase in the in the the lead match of SummerSlam '93. Mm-hmm. That was like DB that might have been DiBiase's one of his last matches. Until oh, I think that was it. his last in ring match. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and that's a good match actually. I, I like mm-hmm. that match. But I think yeah, Razor as a heel has untapped it. He's a big because I mean Scott Hall's a big guy. Yeah. Like, he can definitely mm-hmm. that would they would look good in the ring together. Yep, I like that. Yeah, yeah, that could have been that could have been something. If it wasn't, if it wasn't like a bigger guy, like you're talking Bam Bam or Mr. Hughes, they could have done something with Razor possibly. Absolutely. I like that. Yeah. I like that. So then we go to. So like he was on Luger. Luger, Yeah. He was Luger's substitute partner, Survivor Series 93. And that finally starts his kind of feud with Yoko. Like there was, I think moments in that match where, you know, Yoko was scared of the undertaker and. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> and the green smoke all the heels yeah <laughs> i'm pretty sure i mean luger ends up being the sole survivor if i'm not mistaken yes and i would when he ends that against borga that's a good moment i remember slapping a lot of fives watching that in a, november 93 that was big mm-hmm. that was awesome yeah that felt really good and, so and you have a taste of taker and you have to eliminate the, each other yeah and then i don't and then they like i don't know you know, there was only, there was the next pay-per-view. It was the casket match for the title, right? And I, yeah. don't, I don't know how that totally came about. Like there wasn't, you know, a singles match before that. It was, it went into right into a, a big feud and casket match right away. And that's when, you know, that match ended where all the superstars <laughs> came out to help Yoko. And that, I think that that started to put The Undertaker where he needed to be, even though, you know, they kind of killed the dead man at that point, and we don't see him for a while after that. Yeah, and it was interesting because at the time I never could have seen the Undertaker as champion. Like to the point, I think he was he wasn't yet a main event player. He was a huge crowd favorite, you know, but I couldn't picture him with, with the title, you yeah. know. After like, think about where we've been, right? The Lex Express, Hitman, Yoko, Hogan. Like it didn't seem like it was going to happen. Right. Um, it was an interesting match. You get all the heels in there. You get the urn opening up. You get the green smoke, and then you get Taker rising up. Now trivia: Do you know who that was? Marty that Eddie. Yes. Well Marty. done. Well, <laughs> yes. Yes. Eddie. Um, talking about. Oof, guys got some demons. Yeah. Uh, but, but you know that was awesome that he did that. That was so cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so. You get the end of Taker, and then okay, no WrestleMania ten Taker. 
right? Now, I know he was rehabbing some injuries. From, yeah, from I, yeah, I think I think that was the case at that point. Like he was he was uh, injured and whatnot. But it, from from Royal Rumble to SummerSlam, that's a long time. That is a long time. Yeah, <laughs> and at least like they started, you know, bringing the thought of him back with the Million Dollar Man and yep. his his Undertaker. Yeah, chains right from DOA. Yes, <laughs> and um he was, I mean, a lot of credit to him for being that worker, but then you get Taker versus Taker. Mm-hmm. You get the debut, the purple gloves. What do you think about that in hindsight? Do you like Undertaker versus Undertaker? Is I, it ridiculous? I, what are your thoughts? I loved it back then. Like I watched it over and over back then as a kid. Like, but like when now when I when I've I haven't seen it in a long time, but like that first of all that match was after owen brett steel cage yes. for the title like i had to follow that people were excited to see undertaker back but the match like people were just silent like the whole time like yeah. there was like vince kept saying like you know people are silent because they're just in awe of, right. of what's happening like two undertakers <laughs> who's the real one and all that stuff but but you know in hindsight to end SummerSlam with Undertaker versus Undertaker. And you kind you, you know that the fake one's not gonna win. Yeah. <laughs> like and then they had to follow, you know, the big steel cage match. I don't know. It was it was fun. It was like the whole Leslie Nielsen thing and like yes. the case yes. is closed. <laughs> yes. Oh, that was but so I, good. I love I loved it back then. So I'll <laughs> I'll I'll keep with my love for it, I guess. But because yeah. I love the I love like that was just a theatrical, like great moment when Paul Bear comes out with the huge urn and yep. you know the thunder and he starts shining the light around and then the Undertaker comes out in the purple. That was, I mean, it was more about that than the match. Absolutely, yeah. Which again speaks to I, I think when you look at that era, here's a guy with unlimited potential. They did everything to protect him, right? I feel like what like the, doesn't they're like the that story where like Vince said in Survivor Series, like, th- like don't knock him off his feet. He's no selling everything, you know, like they really wanted to have him come in hard. And it, it was kind of the culmination of him as, as a character. Now, yeah. here's where I kind of have some gaps. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna free to fill in. I, yeah. I don't think this is right. I feel like Survivor Series 94. Why do I feel like Taker, Yoko, Chuck Norris? Was that, is that right? It wasn't, it wasn't, it was Taker Yoko in another casket match, like a rematch casket match. Uh, it wasn't, okay. wasn't the, I, Chuck Norris wasn't Yoko, I don't think. I forget who he was. Oh, he was the enforcer to make sure no other people would come in the room. Yes, yes, yes. That's yes. Okay, wow. Yes. Because, because that's what happened in the first casket match. Everyone came yes. out. So yeah, he was, yes. he was the enforcer for that. You're right. Yeah. So he you made, gotta believe the ratings for Walker Texas Ranger took a little bit of a surge there. Yeah, you know? yeah. Who, who did he super kick in the aisle there? I can't remember. Was it like? Oh, Jeff I don't Jarrett? remember. That's right. He definitely was it. Jeff Jarrett. He like nailed someone with a super kick or a crescent kick as it. It's funny, why do you say Jeff Jarrett? Because I was thinking that, but I can't picture it. But I think it was because I remember like whoever he did like flipping over, like right. After, <laughs> after he took the took it to the chin. But that was that was the culmination of his revenge on Yokozuna. Yeah, yeah. So where does he go next then? So Survivor Series, or I'm sorry, Royal Rumble '95. Yeah. What does he do there? I'm trying to think. 
Roll because 95, Michaels wins. I don't remember him being a part of it. I gotta like, look that up because yeah. I know that he goes against Bundy, King Kong Bundy. At WrestleMania. Yeah. Was was yeah. Kama in no Kama was Survivor Series. It was, uh, so, Kama was after. Well he was all right, so he beats Yokozuna and then I believe like King Kong Bunny at WrestleMania. I don't think it culminates it, but like he had basically Undertaker has a feud with the million dollar corporation. I looked it up. So I now I now I remember it. Did you do you remember? I was gonna look it up too. Yeah, <laughs> go ahead if you have it. Yeah, IRS with the druids. That whole uh, thing. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Yep. I was gonna say IRS because it started the million dollar man corporation feud. That's right. And then That's I, right. is that when IRS stole the urn? Yeah, yes, right. He loses, but then he kind of I love IRS top three of all time. <laughs> well, I don't know. <laughs> top three of all maybe top two. It's, I mean, maybe one. I mean, it's like it's, it's him and Martel are very high up there. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, then um he yes, so he faces IRS, and then he faces Bundy. He goes through like the million dollar corporation at that point. Okay. Like I'm okay with that. Yeah. I kind of like that. I'm okay. All right. So maybe maybe it took Undertaker versus Undertaker to get him into a better place. Yeah. Yeah. Because right, the corporation run. All right, that that that's works. Yeah, because I mean million like you know, you always talk about the um, the power of factions and the million dollar corporation was the faction. Like at that point, like they were the, the the heel faction to to go against. So Undertaker going against them pretty much by himself. Yeah, that definitely worked. Okay, I like that. So he, I can't remember the total order of things, but he yeah he faces IRS, loses the urn, faces King Kong Bundy. I forget if he. I don't think he got the urn back but there was when when did he face see they melted it down and then comma wore it comma. around his around his neck and then i can't remember when he you think i remember that being scarcely in 95 okay yeah but, that, I, no, I, but I forget about king of the ring no, wait no king of the ring 95 is that the one where he loses cleanly to mabel in the middle of this whole million dollar corporation thing i think he so. actually yes. loses cleanly to mabel yes i forgot about Shock. Mabel. yep yep Shock. King. Yes. <laughs> this era, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yep. No, that's right. And so okay. that was that was that when because they, they said Mabel and Yokozuna, but I think mostly Mabel like crushed his face. Because then he has the, the almost like the Phantom of the Opera. Yeah. 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 So and that's, that's around the time the phenom comes out, right? That term. Probably. Like I think Bobby Heenan used that like before. So like I think he was called that before, but like not as a face. Like okay, I think it, I think it was more the phenom when he came back. So, um, so yeah, I think what you said, he gets crushed at King of the Ring by King Mabel, and uh, <laughs> but Mabel wins King of the Ring, and then somewhere in there crushes the Undertaker's face, and then so we don't see the Undertaker at SummerSlam. We do. We do. That's comma in a casket. Oh, okay. So was that? It must have been. Was he? 
it must have been after that because, or I'm thinking, because he came back at Survivor Series 95 with the face shield. So maybe it wasn't that long that he was out from SummerSlam to Survivor Series. Yeah. Yeah. And like, it's amazing now, like to hear the word face shield and not think like, oh man, what yeah. the COVID protection on that was. But I can't remember when Mabel crushed his face. I guess it must have been after SummerSlam, right? Because he didn't have the face thing at SummerSlam. And My, yeah. Oh, you know what though? See, now this is where I fell. All right. So kind of like a little bit of backstory. This is where I kind of fall out of the WWF mm. because then you start getting these in your houses and yeah. it's just, it's too much to follow. That's, right. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. It had to have been an in your house then, because again, if, if, if Mabel pins him cleanly, he's obviously getting another shot at him. Yeah. Right. Mabel jo- basically jobs to diesel. They needed a big heel to wrestle diesel at SummerSlam. Right. Um, and then, yeah. So I think that's kind of, that that's where like my knowledge gaps start right Um, yeah yeah i mean that's what i said in the beginning like to me less is more and you and they you know they wanted a pay-per-view every month so they did in your houses when the when the big four weren't there and it might have been in your house it might have been even on like a raw or something i don't think it might have been even on a raw where they crushed his face but um so yeah he gets he gets the urn the 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 chains of the urn back from comma and then somewhere after that he gets his face crushed and then he returns at survivor series 95 with the phantom phantom of the aqua mask and then i will uh my trivia question to you last time was on the royal rumble so who was his team in survivor series 95 so this is right at the cusp where I'm and let me tell you and let me tell you you know if we're and we're talking about like his his star power versus like him just as a character let me tell you he was put with only characters (laughs) like he was by far and away the leader and person who could only do anything on that team pretty much but they end up all like they, his whole team won. Like they, like none of them got eliminated. Okay. So for this might be totally off and this doesn't go along with the character. Was Savio Vega on his team? Yes. Okay. Yep. All right. That's that's familiar. Yeah. Um, They don't really go along with the character. I don't think (laughs) like, but you can, you can, um, uh, if you knew who the, the opponents were, you could kind of, yeah you can kind of put the good guys with the bad guys because of the feuds that were happening i think i got it this is going way back here it is i think it's the godwins it's one of them one of them henry godwin Godwin because uh hunter hurst helmsley was on the other team it was on jerry lawler's team and uh so henry oh my god one of the barry horowitz what's that was one of them barry horowitz no 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 (laughs) he's trying to like I think he was with the. I think that was the whole. Um, the feud. Nobody Donna's. Yeah, right? the feud was Skip at the time. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't think. I mean, so based on what you said, I don't think it could possibly have been like Ahmed Johnson because he was legit. Nope. Yeah. Um, right. You meant you mentioned him during our Rumble broadcast, <laughs> and he was part of the uh, 
He was part of the answer to my Rumble trivia question. Fatu? Make a difference, Fatu. Make a difference. Oh. <laughs> so it's interesting that you say that because I was I was going to say him because Fatu, Yoko, and Undertaker backstage, right, were their own little clique. Yes. Right? Back, right. So, yeah. So obviously, if you need an extra guy, like, yep. bring your buddy along. That's right. That's right. Yep. Um. And I think in the Survivor Series, it went from four to five people on the team, right? Or was this that the one, team? This one, no. This one was still four. So that's it. So Vega, yeah. Gotten. Make a difference, Fox. Yep. <laughs> the Undertaker. And the, like those three all came out together, and then they introduced The Undertaker, like making his return. And then nice. Vince is like, let's see that face. <laughs> and that is, that is peak 95, too. Yeah. Very. Yep. So, so then. I mean, then, you know, that kind of uh, kind of segues our conversation, almost brings it to an end because right after that, uh, the next in your house leading up to Survivor Series 1996 is when The Undertaker became a main event player. Like he had to get through the comeback with with those guys, and then yeah. they they named him number one contender for the championship against Bret Hart at. The Royal Rumble '96. Nice. O- nice over Diesel, who wanted to be the number one contender and felt he right. should. Be. So he was he was literally thrown right into the the WWE Championship picture. Awesome. Right there right it is. It. There it is. And yeah. wow, and like so interesting, just that that trajectory that he that he took, and he was always like I said, he was always protected. He was always got the pop. Now. Yeah. One name that hasn't come up, and I don't know, did he work with, did he ever do anything with Vader in WWF? I mean, that seems like an obvious. Yeah, I think he did. Um, I think later in 96 or even beginning of 97, um, I remember in 97, those two uh, being in the Rumble and like maybe being a part of like the final four. I want to say it was like in, in the Royal Rumble 97, I want to say it was like Brett austin taker vader and then taker vader may have had a little feud in that in that realm of time but um not for i don't think it was for like it wasn't for the the, vader never won the title so it wasn't it wasn't for the title or anything but i'm pretty sure they fought each other around that time yeah wow that's a hell of a final four too like that goes back to the idea of when you it, it's on their upswing obviously right in 97 it means heading into the peak of the monday night wars and right. all that that's the, you, yeah that stable of talent yeah and as you said like you know we get to the beginning of 96 undertaker's thrown into the title picture and then kind of just goes from there like you said he he um he faces diesel at wrestlemania and then your whole thing at the beginning when the the mankind thing starts and yep. then it just takes Undertaker to a whole new level. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So I, I think that, that was an interesting exercise in just yeah. <laughs> seeing, because I think we know, we know the story ends well for him, right? We know we have Mark Calloway is going to be all right. Um, but it's interesting to think about, you know, and, and my goodness, what a, what a great guy to be, loyal to the wwf because at any point in time yeah you know wcw i mean make him heal and put him in a program with sting in 94 95 you know or a match that never happened 
yeah, right? Or, you know, have that blow up with uh, Flair or Vader that was there. I mean, the, there was the talent, or Hogan, you yeah. know. Um, but he stayed. He stayed the course. Um, and, like, amazing. So, I guess, like, I definitely have an appreciation. Like I said, I started off here saying I'm not really, like, a fan, but I think, you know, he's definitely a, a picture of, like, resiliency and, oh, just, yeah. you know, stay, he's, staying he, true. I think he's always been an icon, however, however you want to use that word, since he debuted. You know, he, he came from WCW as Mean Mark. Yes. <laughs> and Vince, Vince, Vince saw a character in him right away and you know called him on the phone and he's like is this the undertaker and and he didn't know what to say but he's like sure <laughs> like yeah <laughs> yeah this is the undertaker <laughs> and uh yeah i mean the rest is history but he you know what could have been in the early years who's to say but yeah it could have been a lot of different scenarios yeah awesome <laughs> well everyone thank you so much for listening Hope you enjoyed this flashback in time about The Undertaker. Like us on your social media, comment, let us know what you thought, and we will talk to you soon. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye.